Hello, everyone. This is Walter Adams with the Royal France Podcast. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you've been listening to the rest of the show's episodes in the series. I've been discussing the phenomenology of the French royal hearts of St. Joan of Arc and St. Therese of Lisieux, a phenomenological model I've been working on as part of my spiritual life over many years, and I've been sharing that with you and I hope that it has provided some source of inspiration for you. So what I, what I want to do now, last time we talked about uh, the divine glance and uh, taking the uh, turn uh, away from, you know, thinking the way that we think um, and turning towards St. Joan to try to understand what her worldview might be. You know, and this is, we talked about the, uh, you know, the horizons of, of meaning. We all have horizons of meaning. There are things that are meaningful in our life. And as we go through the world, we look out in the world and we pay attention to things that have meaning to us and we ignore things that don't have meaning to us. And the real question for me was, I would like to know more about what St. Joan of Arc's horizon of meaning looks like. I'd like to know more about what she thought was meaningful and kind of compare compare it to mine. So this was what I introduced last time as uh, St. Teresa Benedicta of the Crosses, otherwise known as Edith Stein. I refer to her usually as Edith Stein because that's how she's known in the world of uh, philosophy. Uh, uh, but what she calls um, uh, emp- you know empathy, I call empathic devotion. I don't know if she used that actual word or not, but empathic devotion, meaning that we turn toward Joan with a sense of empathy, meaning we want to, and what does empathy mean philosophically? It it really means looking out to see what her field of meaning, what her horizon of meaning looks like. What does does she find meaningful when she looks out uh, into the world? Well, I mean, how would we ever know, how would we ever know this? Well, first of all, you know, we have to be living a, you know, sacramental life, a life of what we hope is sanctifying grace. We have to be, uh, you know, following and, and being the best Catholic we can be, doing our spiritual reading. And so, in other words, we have to invite uh, the Lord and the Holy Spirit to uh, uh, grant us those those graces. And that certainly doesn't mean that we come to, uh, you know, understand everything we say, you know, is right. Oh, I had this inspiration, so I know exactly what Joan of Arc's, uh, you know, horizon of meaning was like. Not not at all. I always say that uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary is my teacher, but don't blame her for my poor grades. And so, but, we're, we, but we do the best we can given the grace, but we have to open ourselves to, to grace. And to do that, we have to be the best Catholic we can and live a sacramental life and go to confession and, and mass and do our 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 prayers and contemplations and, and, and all of that. And then what we want to do is read about uh, St. Joan of Arc and particularly read about St. Uh, Therese's interpretation of St. Joan through her own uh, plays and, and poetry and things like that. And what emerges out of that is sort of maybe a sense of maybe how St. Joan saw the world. And so we we look at that and we start comparing it to the way that we that we look at the world, and um, and and so the the important thing uh, there is what you know what what's the next step? 
I mean, so when we look out there, how do we follow St. Saint, St. Saint so th- this is a little bit different than, you know, I have this view of the world and this is what I'm trying to do. And I'm praying and I'm asking St. Joan to intercede for me and to help me. And that's great. I mean, we, that's, I do that. We all, you know, we all, you know, we, we all do that. But this is a little bit different. What this is saying is I'm not really asking a, a request. What I'm really trying to do is to uh, seek the way that you view, to, to allow myself to be led by her. Well, why would I do that? Because of this, um, you know, this, this moment of inspiration where you truly can, can sense that the Lord and Our Lady uh, want to speak to you through the saints. I mean, the Lord loves to work through other people and he loves to work through the saints because we are a kingdom, we're, we're a family. And so in my life, I could sense, you know, very definitively that the Lord and Our Lady wanted to lead me, uh, you know, kind of along the trail to the kingdom uh, under the guidance of of St. Joan of Arc. And so I wanted to respond to that. So that led me to open myself up, to turn to her and to study her, not just to uh, obtain things, which is which is okay, but to actually... Uh, allow the Lord and Our Lady to to you know project these graces uh, in accord with our Lord's will uh, to uh, you know to fo- to follow to follow Joan to be taught by her uh, to be led by her and so in order to do this then I had to sort of try to understand what her horizon of meaning is so the the only way I could really be led by her was to be understand what's your what is your point of view what is your view of the world so both when in, when you were here on earth as well as now in heaven when you look at the world what is it that you see and so the 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 this next step in this which is a really beautiful step and it was inspired again by Edith Stein and her phenomenology was really Edith Stein's uh, understanding of of how you follow mentors so in Edith Stein, and I think it was in her book, Knowledge, and I'm pretty sure it was in her book, Knowledge and Faith, and I'll have to put a link up for that. Uh, she talks about having a, a mentor. She's talking about, uh, you know, in philosophical terms. And she kind of goes through this process where she says that, you know, you want to, you know, allow yourself to uh, be, you know, you want to put yourself in a position where you can follow them and be bested by them if they can, you know, if they can best you. So you, what you do is you follow them, you retrace their steps. You try to understand the grounds upon which they walk and how they reach the conclusions that they did. And then you can decide uh, whether or not that is, is appropriate. So either they have bested you and you can then accept it, or you can reject them, and and you can you can go on. And so, in phenomenological terms, what she's really saying is you sort of bracket or set aside your your own uh, views and allow yourself to walk with that mentor, and allow yourself to okay, ha, ha, you know, what, what's in your mind? How do you see the world? What conclusions are you reaching, and how did you reach those conclusions? And then you can you know decide. So it's kind of a beautiful process of openness that she described with regard to, say, philosophical mentors, but certainly was very helpful in looking spiritually at uh, at my walk with uh, St. Joan of Arc, because 
uh, you know, I could follow the same process, which was to, uh, to retra- you know, allow her to best me, to retrace her steps, and to try to understand the grounds that she, that she walked on. You know, of course, how do we do this? We do this through, again, living a life of, sanct- of uh, what we hope is sanctifying grace, living a sacramental life so that we can be open to the grace of God and the, uh, and the Holy Spirit can speak to us. But what we're doing, of course, is reading and trying to understand Joan's life and, and uh, allowing St. Therese to uh, help us in, in, in interpreting. And again, we start to get that understanding of what her horizon of meaning might, might be like. And we reflect on that and we contemplate on that. And we sort of walk with her and say, okay, let me, wa- let me walk in the world according to the way you see the world as I can best perceive it uh, in my imperfect way. And then allow you to uh, take me on this journey and show me how you reached the conclusions that you that you did, and so I followed that process through much writing, contemplation, reflecting, and uh, certainly Joan bested me. <laughs> that wasn't hard to do. <laughs> um, she certainly bested the way that I was uh, the way that I was thinking, and I think that's that's exactly what the Lord and Our Lady had intended. Is we want you to follow Joan because we have something we want to uh, tell you. <laughs> we have something we want to show you, and it's far superior to the way that you are thinking. And so, following this process was a, a beautiful experience for me. It has been, continues to be, a beautiful experience for me in terms of uh, following Joan. So, you know, that, again, what does that mean to follow Saint Joan of Arc? You know, I use uh, Edith Stein's phenomenological process of allowing her to to best me. The same process Edith Stein talks about in terms of how you approach a philosophical mentor is let me walk with you, show me, you know, let's let me retrace your steps, let me understand the grounds you walk on. In other words, that horizon of meaning. So I'm retracing your steps. Let me understand how your how you saw the world based on you know where we're where we're walking and let's look at the conclusions you reached and then let's compare them to my own conclusions and so it's pretty easy for me to say i i i want to follow saint saint joan so that's kind of the next uh, step is this really beautiful uh next step of of, of you know phenomena phenomenological uh, the, the phenomenological process that St. Edith Stein uh, helps us with. And so that, that really is, is the difference that made the difference in my life between, you know, simply, you know, just kind of staying in my framework and simply saying, well, I, I really love St. Joan of Arc. Please help me, which is great. We all need to do that, and we all do that. But it was a, a slightly different thing to say, no, let me open myself up to your influence. Let me open myself up to what the Lord and Our Lady want to say to me through you. And so then, okay, well, how, how does that work? Okay, well, that's where Edith Stein came in. And I could see in her process a very powerful way to, to walk through to allow, allow Joan to best me by retracing her steps 
by understanding the ground she walks on, what is that horizon of meaning, and understand how she reached the conclusions that she did through contemplation and, and prayer. So that's kind of the next step. So I hope that's helpful for you. And um, we'll continue on uh, from there. Thank you. Bye-bye.